0: In just three years, this apparel brand generated $30 million by keeping things simple.
1: They design and manufacture baby and kids clothing in unlimited colors and styles at an affordable price.
0: Let's dive into Primary. Primary. Let's Let's go. go. What's up, everyone? Sean Azari here. I'm with Matt Skopak. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Deep Dive, episode 35, where we take businesses like Primary and dive into their marketing business strategies such that you can take these tactics and start implementing into your business. A Primary started in 2015 by two co-founders, right? Yep. Uh, from uh, They were ex- ex-marketing execs from uh, Diapers.com. Yep. And they basically took a clothing line, they saw a little gap here. There's nothing actually really special about this company, but you're gonna realize, by learning some of these tactics and ideas, almost any type of apparel brand can blow up. They're just really taking specific niches and really keeping things, like we said in the title, simple. So what they saw, there was a gap. Like They wanted children clothing that had no logos, that were very more generic. What they were finding is like a lot of the- It was
1: either pink for girls, blue for boys, and it had, had it, like if it was a boy, it would say like, hit a home run, or the girl would say princess. So they, they basically wanted to make it an inclusive company just that was very simple, and that colors that could be used for girls or guys, designs that could be for either, and not have to stick with the standards of pink for girls and blue for boys. So that's when we say, like, nothing special about the company. They found a area of the market that just was not there, and they created a great brand
0: to uh to
1: market yeah and
0: a lot of uh, i mean clothing brands uh, for children right They're expensive and you know kids outgrow their clothes really fast especially at that age so you need something that's affordable and something that's non-generic these two were people were looking for and they saw that gas so when you're starting a company especially barrel brands matt and i were actually discussing this look if there is there is actually a niche out there if you start a, a clothing brand with just like astronaut figures for children, right? And you figure out a name and brand it in a certain way that you become the astronaut children's clothing. There's tons of children that love little astronauts Astronauts, or planes. So you become that, or a brand that's completely neutral with like maybe like they call sublimation color, just like a a pop of color here or there. You become Mm -hmm. that brand, but you got to brand in that certain way by sticking to your like mission statement and so forth, which we get into (laughs) as well. Uh, Is there any other, Things that we could add on No, um, I about think about this brand i think we just
1: dive into galen and christina's brand and how they started awesome Primary. number one number one start with direct to consumer and then move into company-owned retail so this is something that me and sean have seen through the last 35 podcasts that these are what the newer brands are doing and this is the right way if you're really looking to grow so you need to start out your e-commerce brand direct to consumer Build a customer base, really understand your customers, your products, uh, your brand overall, what your mission statement is and the value that you give to people. And don't jump straight into retail, either at Nordstrom's or any of these big boxes. We said before, they're dying out. There's very low profit margins that you're really making once you get into those stores. It's more about your name getting out there. What these companies now have been doing Just like primary, and the reason why I brought this up is in 2019, they raised uh, $20 million to start opening up locations like Warby Parker, like uh, Men's Shave Club, like Casper, basically where people could walk in and understand and see the vibe, see that with what their mission statement represents, feel the clothing. Obviously, I think it got delayed as they have no retail locations still open due to COVID, but I'm sure that is on the on the docket for 2021. So, my recommendation is even if you're a clothing company, start marketing on Instagram um, start doing a direct consumer using Shopify first, instead of opening up a boutique where you're having rent and four wall spaces and other expenses that might put you out of business before seeing if you just, you're successful.
0: It's crazy how many businesses still to this day, they're building their business based on other retailers to sell their products. Right. Uh, I've, we talked about skincare brands that yeah. I've actually worked with that they're like, Oh, they basically brand themselves such that they're hoping for Bloomingdale's to carry them or other like big retailers and that's where they they rely on their revenue of course rather than focusing on their website really optimizing their customer journey like building our whole experience where they could actually brand themselves without worrying about a third uh, party to start marketing for them to start selling their product which is crazy because that's this is where it's at yep. um, we see that with away the brand we spoke about a couple weeks ago the
1: same thing they have their own shops as well now you know but once you get into those big retailers like bloomingdale's or any of those Macy's, whatever they lower and they get you to give them your product at such a low cost that you're not making any profit on that and then they have their markups and things like that and then they discount the customer so it's not the best way anymore guys we really need to learn how to create a ddc business and then if you want to open retail i think it's a retail shop that you control the experience of the customer coming into your shop and the proof is in just these companies that are coming to market away casper warby parker they're all doing this now
0: awesome number two create 12 to 15 second fast-paced uh, facebook ads all these companies that I've seen they're really really sticking to this time range and they're really fast creatives with sometimes text overlays uh, What I've seen with primary is you'll see like kids pants um, in different styles Really really going it's almost I think it's called stop stop motion type of creative That you see a bunch of, like pants on top Basically, you'll see one type of color pants another type another type another type another type So you see all different types of colors and then like a, a text to complete the story you'll see outfits on different kids, eight second type of ads. I, I believe in the last episode I, I talked about um, the farmer's dog, yep. how they create these type of ads. They get right to the point, because they literally the average view time for video time um, that I've seen in my ads, It's the percentage is not that high. I have a 30 second, which I do, I have a lot of 30 second, even like a minute long ads. Gotta They're down. not really watching the full ad, so if you're not getting right to the point and capturing the user's attention, especially in the first 10 seconds, you could lose the customer so the first few seconds is so important and keep it short and try to really whoever you're actually targeting depending on your audience right if you're, you're trying to capture them right away the yeah, and your, your ad creative should be customized for that particular audience yeah. so create those fast-paced audience create multiple versions a b test them and so forth awesome awesome uh let's see number three stick to your
1: brand mission and your what your company stands for so primaries They grounded their company on two things, inclusivity and simplicity. So basically, they got rid of all these generic pink for girls, uh, blue for boys, kids, any of that stuff, babies, whatever. So they are all about colors and styles and producing basically an unlimited amount of both so that the customer uh, can order what they want so every product that they release into the market it is based on those two missions so make sure when you launch new products or new departments or new trends or whatever new releases that everything always releases back to what you stand for as a company so that's something that they're very good at they know what they stand for they stand for valuable company uh, in terms of they gave great value to customers because their prices are so low Why are they so low? Because they're direct to consumer. They manufacture from other countries using high quality ingredients and then they sell straight to consumers. They cut out all the middlemen. That's how they provide valuable at items. I think the what they sell is probably I think 50% of what their competitors' uh prices are. So everything that they do, they always stick to their brand mission of simplicity and inclusivity about what the colors are, the designs and everything like that and the value that they give to customers. So when you have your own brand, when you launch things, make sure that what you're launching and the products that you're offering match back to why you started the company, match back to the story of who you are. Because once you start going down that road of kind of pushing it and not really making sense, people kind of question the brand and then you, your original products even get questioned. Well,
0: also your customer, when they're going to your website, maybe, maybe they want to buy uh, more product, maybe their friend, they got a new baby and so mm-hmm. forth, they're thinking their price point is gonna be pretty affordable. So now if you're selling high price points, You might be confusing you might lose the customer and so forth so stick to your brand value also because your mission is to be non-generic stay away from logos and so forth Mm -hmm. stick to that because that's what your brand thesis is about that's what your that's what your brand is about that's how you're going to differentiate yourself yeah you might hit a small niche but when you're trying to disrupt the market and i believe this is a 30 billion dollar market from my when we're researching you gotta stick to a specific niche in order to actually disrupt and then you could move around a little bit, but don't move around too much. And yeah. I believe, Matt, I don't know if we call those ingredients. You said by sticking to it, they're ingredients. Oh, no, they're, no, they're fabrics. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're materials. we we'll call them materials.
1: Ingredients. Yeah. We talk so much about food companies yeah. that I say ingredients.
0: All right. <laughs> Number four, optimize your site search such that it becomes instant and automatic. So when you go to primary's website, when you're typing, let's just say, green, you'll it'll see all of a sudden it auto-populates to green, pol- like green shirts, green uh, pants, and so forth. If they type in yellow, you'll see yellow type of products. And there's a ways of doing this. Now, you might think, that's oh, that's that's uh, intuitive, that's uh, obvious. No, there's actually, majority of times, if you're building a, a site on Shopify, like a basic theme, the search f- feature doesn't do that. you got to actually add a third-party app or... You're gonna have to ask a developer, which gets really costly, to actually build this UX uh user interface for you, which again can get really costly. There's a lot of times you have to update it and so forth. So there's third parties apps out there that could help you re-index your search based on popular search categories and so forth. So again, when someone goes to your search box, it actually could also auto-populate a lot a list will come down. Based on like say popular searches, so before even a customer types in something, it could already list ideas, giving your customer ideas on what they could be looking for. Yeah. Other benefits of doing this, which I really love this because we don't talk about this, and we don't talk about this in any podcast, is let's say a customer, you tag them based on um, you know a certain ad that they came through to your site. Let's say if you targeted a male audience, right? That. Are motivated and so forth and you had a utm parameter which tagged your customer based on that you're going to start your search results will differ versus like say a female person if you set it up such that you're you could do that with um these search tools you could actually tag customers and show results based on who that person is. is So definitely you get really on the more really complicated
1: detail. side and that's definitely on the detail side so but and then i think this also what we've talked about in the past is the search bars too so on your left side or on the on the top bar you'll have search bars for this company i think they have um i think they have babies and then they have kids and then they have age brackets but those sort of search bars can be customized for what your company is and what your products are so just think about let's say you have a food company with different food products You have cookies, you have gummies, you have oils. I have the CBD company. Maybe for Sean, he has a canvas company. So he has motivational canvases, uh, action canvases. Or they do by color.
0: Or or by color. Like primer does by color.
1: Exactly, so because they're, they're a company based on clothing colors, basic colors. So your search bar should be customized to what you think the customer will get the best function out of to getting to the product they would need. This is an interesting one that me and Sean talked about.
0: Number five,
1: raise your AOV with gift wrapping. So I was going through the primary website, and basically I add some things to my cart like I do in any company just to see the functionality, see what they have, and they have a gift wrapping option for $8. So I thought this was interesting. Their products are no more than $25, but now you can get a gift wrap for $8. So the mathematician I am, I was like a 33% added value in AOV. That's crazy. So then I thought to myself, okay, this works really well with, especially if your product or is a gift, or it could be gifted to someone, then they don't have to worry about wrapping. It comes in a great appearance. You just added 33% to your revenue for this item crazy and then i thought okay there's multiple ways to do it because you always have to think about the supply chain and the fulfillment so you can possibly like the primary does they have a special like tote bag or special bag that they send and they put the clothing is it into. a tote bag or just like it's wrappers like, it's a, a foil it's a wrap ra- i don't know if it's a foil wrap but i think it's a bag of some sort Yeah, it
0: looks like one of those bags that you when you wrap wine around yeah exactly it kind of looks like that like kind you get of, for two cents and they for sell for two cents. exactly
1: Or you can create a a kind of gift bag that's like customized to your company that says, hey, a cool slogan or it's a a nicely designed bag. And then you can have it like your products put into that bag. But this is a great feature thinking they probably pay 20 cents for that bag and sell it for $8. Quick
0: pro tip. Go to Alibaba, type in custom bags. You could customize designs. You could get them from like two cents to a dollar, right, and make a whole design and it becomes your add-on
1: so go ahead yep and and that was basically it so just taking that idea from them and implementing it into your business you can raise your average order value by say 10, 15, 20% but you gotta do the research and just get the bags off Alibaba and then if someone adds the gift wrapping in you put it into the bag and then you send it out and you just made another 20% on your revenue for that item not too bad of an add-on
0: agreed agreed Always increase that average order, value, goal. All right, number six, designing creatives for Pinterest that people really search for, that people are searching for on Pinterest that redirects back to your website. So primary, their Pinterest is actually pretty cool. Uh, They're creating a bunch of these creatives based on like DIY stuff. So like do-it-yourself Halloween costume ideas for your uh, kid. Here's some, actually, I got a, a screenshot here. Uh, where I saw it's says 70 plus DIY animal co- costumes so easy You're you won't bat an eye and basically you will see a creative with that's the title It's like a cute and it's kid. it's a cute <laughs> kid wearing like a, like a bat hat and so forth So when you actually click on that or depending on uh, What creative it is, when I click on that it goes into their their search filter on their website Which is giving them all the 70 plus? Uh, Halloween costume ideas on their site, so they don't sell costumes. They're creating DIY costume using their simple clothing line. Yeah, so their pajamas, their clothing lines. Yeah. Now, there's some other products where you actually click on when you click on their uh, the the Pinterest creative. It'll go to the product page. It'll show you like this DIY costume idea. Let's say say it's like Pokemon. I saw this is what I saw for a girl uh, Pokemon being dressed as Pokemon, you need these two items, which is the two items they sell, Just regular clothing, which they don't even have to wear as a costume. They could just wear as regular clothing, Mm -hmm. but they can make it look like this image, which is a Pokemon costume by following these instructions. This is actually pretty nuts. And I really loved it. If you could do implement this, you could do some sugar. I was telling about about this this. all the time. DIY is always searched for not only just Pinterest, People are always looking for DIY on Google. Recipes, So yep. in their product page, they title things DIY costumes, DIY Batman, DIY this. So many of their product names are called DIY. Yeah. They're just repurposing their products they already have. Of course. And recreating different types of products with the same product. Yep. Just calling it something differently. And that increases their SEO because that's what people are searching for. And they, they go on that page, you see the instructions, how to make this, instructions. It's, it's almost like they're creating recipes, which is awesome. So this is something that's really going to help improve their SEO, which is probably increasing their organic traffic as well. So uh, by They're doing also that-
1: multi-purposing their products. That, that's the biggest thing, oh, too. Yeah. It's, hey, think about they never created this strategy of costumes or DIY. They'd be just selling clothing but now they've created a whole new strategy where they could possibly create another channel of revenue for people, hey, Halloween costumes for children, get a bat hat and then you'll be wearing a, a, a gray pajama primary, uh, basically a pajama set. So I mean, now you have a whole new avenue. You've, you created that avenue. It was never there. You created this idea, okay, let's, be, let's use our products for DIY costumes for babies and kids genius
0: another brand that did this during the COVID, uh during the whole lockdown this brand i forgot the name of it they were selling something with, regarding for weddings right and they created a diy to create something for for face masks using some of their products mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. created that i forgot what it was it increased their traffic by a twofold it was a significant amount of traffic it increased their sales I, I wish i could think of this example but they they really titled it a certain it was way. like
1: I think it was, like, elegant, really, like, customizable, like, white lace. I think mask, so. You know right? what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think so. so.
0: Um, it drove a lot of traffic because they were they, they were losing a lot of sales because was no wedding season was obviously off yeah. uh, during COVID and so forth. So this DIY stuff is huge. You could do it with Sugar & Kush, his CBD brand, where um, these mm-hmm. droplets—I was just thinking, like, you know, you could do DIY pancake mix, DIY yeah. and all this, like, just— Put that in part of your actually, you know, product list and you say hey ingredients used. Yep. Products. We have review, this blogs, and this. We have this, blogs
1: this. recipes, and that's say like- that's
0: one way of doing it with the blogs, but also in the product category, which I believe that could really help the SEO part. Depends on how you actually uh, it's tough. set it the, up. The items the issues
1: that people run into is your SKUs. You have only so many SKUs and then like when people if you're if you're retitling your SKUs into so many things. It, you have to basically then in your fulfillment center or wherever you get it you're going to have these different SKUs, and it it becomes a supply chain nightmare but obviously primary figure it out how to do it
0: yep awesome is that it? That's all guys i hope you like this episode if you're listening to this on itunes spotify amazon uh give us a five star rating if you found this content valuable um, if you have any questions, you could tweet at mscopac or at Sean underscore Azari. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button and stay tuned for more weekly videos as well. Uh, see you next week. I don't have my pen or there's my pen. Have a good night. Peace.